You are listening to episode number 23 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about the power of tiny habits and the compound effect. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode. It is fall. Happy November. I can't believe we are almost at the end of the year. This feels so, so strange. I just got used to writing 2021 on documents and paperwork, and uh, I'm not ready for it to change years again. (laughs) I actually almost wrote 2020 on something like a couple weeks ago. Anyways, we are coming up on the end of the year, and as such, I'm hosting a free 30-day challenge inside the Body You Crave community on Facebook. So this is a Savor the Holidays challenge. And it's all about keeping things simple. It's proving to our brain and proving to our body that it can be simple and easy and fun to lose weight during the holidays. So if you're not a part of that yet, make sure you go over to bodyyoucrave.com forward slash challenge and get inside. Now, this is the first time that I'm not just doing it in the Facebook community. I'm also going to host a web page where you'll be able to watch the replays. So if you're not on Facebook, you can still get all of the trainings. You'll get invites to the live Q&As and coaching, and then you'll also get the replays for the Q&A and coaching calls there as well. But this is really about taking what you're learning on the podcast, what you've learned on the workshop, and really starting to implement it taking action. This is how we do it. So we start with the foundation of the basics. Each week, we're focused on a different aspect. This week is sleep and water. And then we look for all of the excuses and justifications to not do it. We look at what are the obstacles? What are the challenges? What's really getting in our way? What are the logistics that we need to think about and consider? How do we you know, make sure that we remember to drink our water because sometimes things just aren't a habit yet and that's okay. We just want to start to put those visual cues, the reminders in our phones, um, using alerts on fitness trackers to cue us to drink water. We need to start to implement some new strategies. We also want to be on the lookout for all of the thoughts that want to say that this isn't good enough. This couldn't possibly help. And this is why I'm talking about the compound effect and tiny 1% changes and 1% improvements that really make a big difference over the course of the year. So it's not just what's going to happen tomorrow. It's keeping that long-term vision of how am I going to feel next week? How am I going to feel in a month? How am I going to feel in January? And I guarantee you are going to feel so much better physically, mentally about yourself and about your life if you start implementing and taking action now today, this week. This is why we don't say, eh, screw it. We'll start over in January. No, we start taking action immediately. We put things into practice. I don't do these podcasts just to hear myself talk, especially today when I'm getting over a cold. My voice is scratchy. I'm nasally and stuffy. And this is not for me. This is for everyone else to have the opportunity to hear another voice in this sea of BS from the diet culture to really understand and grasp the fact that sleep and water are two foundational pieces that everything else will build upon. You want to lose weight? Drink your damn water. You want to lose weight? Make sure you are sleeping every night and look at what can you control around those things. You may not be able to control everything. For example, when Caleb wasn't sleeping through the night, there was only so much that I could do to get him to sleep. 
but I sure as hell tried. And I started looking at stuff and I was looking at how can I get him to sleep so that I can sleep? And also not expecting the scale to drop just because I had one good night of sleep. (laughs) Just like we don't expect the scale to spike up after one bad night of sleep. Works in both directions. I want to talk about small, simple, 1% improvements, 1% changes, because this is where the magic happens. This is where we change our life. It's in the 1%. It's not these big pantry cleanouts. It's not these big, massive overhauls. It's not cutting out entire food groups. Success comes from doing simple things consistently. Success does not come from doing these extraordinarily big, massive, difficult things. It comes from the simple things consistently. So often, though, we want to use this against ourselves and we want to say, that's not good enough. It couldn't possibly be that important. Yeah, yeah, I already know to sleep and drink water. Tell me something I don't know. That's not a sexy secret that I think is actually going to be my problem. But so we have to get honest with ourselves. Are we really implementing this? Are we truly drinking water throughout the day? Are we getting in at least 65 ounces? If you're getting in 65, are you getting in half your body weight in ounces now? Are you sleeping seven to nine hours every night? Are you prioritizing and making this a true habit? If you haven't listened to episode 17 yet of how to be consistent, go back and listen to that episode because that gives you so much insight and awareness. And I start to touch on the compound effect and 1% improvements and small, tiny habits. And this is how we make it sticky. The way that we get things to stick and to take hold is our brain and our body has to get on board. So it can't be these big, massive extremes. It has to be a small, simple step, which means we have to fight off the thought that it's not good enough. When we start to look at 1% improvements, what I am often referring to is the compound effect. So it's this idea that we can take a small improvement, like 1% and get 1% day over day. And as you go, it builds up and it builds and builds. Now, the thing here is that it almost looks like there is no movement whatsoever, right? The results in the beginning seem like totally unseen. So sometimes it takes a few days, a few weeks to actually see your actions pay off, which is the time. It's that gap where we often want to just throw everything aside and be like, well, that didn't work. Well, I didn't lose five pounds this week, so this doesn't work. And so a great analogy, and I don't know if you've ever read or maybe heard of the book called Atomic Habits, but that is such a great book. I highly recommend it. And one of my mentors and coaches turned me on to it. I think it was 2018. And it really changes the way that we think. And it's so impactful. And so he talks about melting an ice cube and we're saying the room's 25 degrees. And now you take it to 26 and then you take it to 27 and you take it to 28 and you take it to 29. Here you're making these one degree shifts getting warmer and warmer, but the ice cube still isn't melting. It's not until we pass that threshold of 32 degrees where now it's actually starting to melt. It's when we get to 33 and 34 and 35. Now, again, We're only making a one degree improvement. It's just a little bit, but we don't see the results over time until we hit that threshold. So we have to be aware that we have to keep building. We can't give up on ourselves. One of the best analogies, I think, for the power and the impact of 1% and small, simple changes is if we look at penny compounded over 30 days and what the end total would be. And so would you rather have $2 million at the end of 30 days or would you rather have a penny compounded over 30 days and have that result? And so often we think penny, that's not going to amount to very much. $2 million, that's a sure thing. I'll go with the 2 million. And so with the penny, what we actually find is that on day 30, that penny doubled day over day actually turns out to 5.36 million. 
That's a huge difference. And at the end of week one, though, we're only at 64 cents. So week one, you're like, oh, crap, this maybe was a bad decision. At the end of week two, you've almost hit $82, right? End of week three, 10,400, three weeks. And you're still like, ooh, is this really the right choice? (laughs) Am I really sure that I want this? When it's on a graph, it looks like there's hardly any movement until day 23 and 24. But then it's a nearly vertical line from day 27 to day 30, where you see the greatest impact is in those last final days. Probably the last five days, you see the biggest gains, the biggest leaps and bounds. The problem is how many of us give up before we get there? How many of us throw it off as this isn't working, it's not happening fast enough, it should be doing more than this. We get impatient and we don't know how to create a process that we actually can enjoy. Part of having patience is having a process that you don't need to hurry up and get through. That's definitely an aspect of it. So really creating a process now and focusing on that process, not just at the goal. So another key point from the book is that goals are great because they give us direction. Goals do not define whether or not you will be successful. And there are so many people out there who teach that, well, if you just set a SMART goal, if it's just specific and measurable and attainable and realistic and whatever else it stands for, and it's a bunch of crap. Okay, I know we're coming up into New Year's soon. Y'all are going to be making some resolutions, maybe setting some goals. And there's nothing wrong with goals because it gives us the direction. It gives us the target for this is where I want to go in my life or in this specific area. Nothing wrong with the goal, but just focusing on how do I make this perfect goal and thinking that the goal is what's going to get me there is bullshit. It does not. Just setting a goal of I want to lose 30 pounds next year and that's realistic does not mean that I'm actually going to lose 30 pounds. What is your process for losing the weight? That's what we have to focus on. And if you want a process that you can be patient with, you've got to start talking to yourself differently today, like right now. We need a process that we actually enjoy. We need a process that we can do for the rest of our life without hating our life, which means that we are not doing these big, massive shifts of all in and all out. Those never work. So often we think about if I just do this diet, if I suck it up and do it, then I'll be thin and now I can go back to eating what I want. We treat diets as as if we were cold. Caleb is sick. He gave me his cold. Lovely thing. Thanks. Thanks, babe. I'm sucking the boogers out of his nose with this like electric nasal aspirator. And it's a short-term process. Like this week, this is what we're going to be doing pretty consistently throughout the day. Next week, though, we're going to go back to life as normal. And that's often how we treat diets. We see diets as being, let this just be the short-term thing. And then I can go back to life as normal. And that's not how it works. How you get there is how you're going to stay there. So it is completely ridiculous to think that we can get to a weight loss goal and expect to live life any differently than how we got there. It doesn't work like that. And there are going to be a lot of times where we think, you know what, I thought I could do this for the rest of my life, but actually it turns out I can't. (laughs) We just have to be honest and realize how none of the past diets ever worked if we ever gained the weight back. If you gain the weight back during the holidays, if you gain it back during New Year's, if you gain it back when you're on vacation, when you're traveling, your process just may not be working for you. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people, like I had a friend on Facebook who I remember is January. She was like, hey, we're going to do the whole 30 guys. Who's with me? Let's lose, you know, 10 or 20 pounds. And she did. She lost like 10 or 15 pounds. She lost like a significant amount of weight in that one month. 
But then somewhere along the line, she gained it back because in March or April, she's, hey, y'all, I'm doing the whole 30 again. Who's with me? Who wants to lose weight? And again, would lose 10, 15 pounds. And then again in June, she's, hey, y'all, we're doing the whole 30. And again, she just keeps gaining and losing the same weight over and over again. Because it's not realistic. It's not sustainable. It's this slow drift. It's because we don't have any clue of how to create a healthy relationship to food. We have no idea how to manage the psychology around food and weight loss. In addition to the fact that our bodies often don't like us not eating certain things or we don't know how to handle our thoughts, our mindset about food and parties and people giving us food or making it just for us or sharing or I only get this once a year or it's her birthday or it would be rude not to have some or it's free. This is what we get to go to work solving. Sorry, (laughs) rant over. So goals are going to give us that direction, right? They're going to show us where we want to go, but we need to have a system in place to get there because if the goal was all we needed, we'd all be millionaires with six-pack abs. So really creating a process that works for you, which is why I don't tell people what they can and can't eat. I don't tell you that any foods are off limits. I teach you how to listen to your body's true hunger signals. And if you want to be listening and really tuning into your hunger and you want to get that hunger under control and like in tune with your body and what your body truly needs, you need to be sleeping and you need to be drinking your water. Two very not sexy things that are vastly underrated and so vitally important not just for our health and well-being, but for weight loss as well. It impacts our cognitive performance, our physical performance, our alertness, our mental ability to think and speak and use any kind of cognitive abilities. These are the pieces that set the foundation that we build off of. And so we can't be building on a rickety foundation. We can't be building on sand. We've got to create this solid foundation on which we can build and grow from. So that's why it's so important that we focus on the basics. We focus on these small things. And then we look at where are the obstacles? Where are the excuses and the justifications? Why do I not want to go to bed before 10 p.m.? Why am I resistant to drinking water? What am I afraid is going to happen? What's the problem with waiting for hunger? Why am I overeating? And not from a place of shame and judgment and beating yourself up, but really getting curious. So last night is a great example. And I talked about this today in the Facebook group was how last night I ended up staying up a little bit later because I was recording the podcast episode. And now I'm re-recording it because I'm (laughs) playing with some different microphones. And I decided that, and it's so tricky because it sounds like you can hear me breathe every single time. I don't know if it's just because I'm sick. I don't know if there's something else. I felt like I've done some other videos with this mic and it's been fine. And then all of a sudden you can hear me breathe like very loudly. So I don't know if I'm too close With most mics, you have to get like right up on it and it's like you're eating it. So you have to be super close. Maybe I just have to be a little bit further away. I don't know. But there's like the all of these inhales I find to be annoying. And rather than going and editing them all out because there's a lot, I decided, hey, I'm going to re-record. So now (laughs) now I'm re-recording anyways, which is ironic, funny. I don't know. But last night, I had put off recording until the evening. And so I had done these other tasks around the house. I was cleaning, organizing, and Really, what it came down to was that at 3.30, 4 o'clock, when Zach came home, instead of talking to him and, and asking or telling him, hey, I still want to go record this podcast. Can, can you watch Caleb for me now for 30 minutes or can you do this in an hour? And really just get clear that, number one, it's not always my job to watch Caleb. It Just because I'm home doesn't mean that he is my responsibility. Number two, it's not a burden for Zach to watch Caleb either. And then also number three, it's just that communication of, 
hey, these are things that I still want to get done today. How can we make this work? Can I do this now or can I do this later? But not putting it off till the end, because part of me felt like I still need to keep an eye on him. I still need to be available. So let me do this stuff where I'm in the kitchen or in the living room when honestly that could have waited. I could have done the podcast first and prioritized that. So I ended up going to bed a little bit later because I was up a little bit later recording. We just have to recognize, oh, here's the patterns. The issue isn't even the podcast and recording the podcast. It's that it actually comes down to communication with my husband. That's actually the key. I've got to look earlier in the day at what's going on. That's how we start to solve for this. We don't just have to look right at bedtime. We don't look at just the overeat at seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night. We look at what was going on all day long. What's really happening? What are we thinking and feeling all throughout the day? So little man took a nap. I left him in the stroller because he totally zonked out when we went to walk the dogs. And I think he's up now. I'm going to have to wrap this one up here. But I just want to really emphasize and highlight that we can see incredible results from small 1% changes. Remember that penny. The penny is powerful. There's a lot of alliteration there. We want to focus on what is this process that works, that feels sustainable, and it's often going to look like small changes. The small changes get our brains on board with less freaking out, with less excuses, less justifications, and it's sustainable. It lasts. It's long-term. That's ultimately what we want because nobody wants to spend their life gaining and losing the same weight over and over again. We start with small 1% habits and 1% changes and we get better and better. So the other piece here that I just want to touch on before I wrap up is we need to have realistic expectations. A lot of times that is the problem unrealistic expectations, mismanaged expectations. It's some kind of expectation that is not being met. That's ultimately the problem here. That's why we feel like it's not good enough. That's why we think, oh, it should be happening faster or my kids shouldn't be acting like this. We just want to be aware and setting these realistic goals, these realistic expectations, realistic in in terms of what we can truly achieve and really focusing on that process that is simple, that's sustainable, that feels good to you, where you can make these small changes day over day. And it's not a problem. What's a 1% level up? What gets 1% better? Again, we don't need to cut out entire food groups. We don't need to say goodbye to sugar or carbs or fat or eating out or processed foods. We just need to look at how do I get just a little bit better today versus yesterday? Let me pick one area. That's why I'm focusing on these core basics for the month of November is really so that we get clear on what's important and what's not. We start looking for the excuses and justifications. We start looking for the obstacles and the challenges. And we get our brains on board and we build. We get 1% better all throughout the month. We focus on one piece at a time, not on everything all at once. We don't want to feel overwhelmed. We don't want to feel like we don't know where to start. I'm telling you, we're going to start with sleep and water. This is the foundation. All right. If you have not signed up yet, make sure you come and join us for this challenge. It is amazing. You are going to love it. You're going to see so many results just from these basic pieces that we are going to implement over the month. I will see y'all next time. Have a great week, everybody. Here's to creating the body and life you crave all the while savoring the holidays. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.